You are listening to the Steady Hands Barber Club because the best from the other person. Y'all smell the difference in those two. That's fantastic. Eight year versus eleven year. That's so awesome. Hang on, let me let me get this. See if you can get this. Oh yeah, dude. Look at the color difference. That's insane. It's a good cork. That is a good cork. Wow, yeah, it. that is a lot darker. lighter. Uh, this one's a lot darker. This is just a lot lighter because this is the eight year. That's eleven. I just, year. I just poured eleven. Yeah. See how much darker it is? Oh no, you're right. Yeah, I have a shallow yeah. glass. All right, gentlemen. Mm. Oh, cheers. Cheers. Oh. I was busy doing stuff. Do you want something? <laughs> do we? Want, do you want to try something else? Yeah, yeah. I'm not the biggest fan of. Uh, Smoky, peaty stuff? What do you mm. like, bourbon? Yeah, they do like bourbon. You like bourbons? Dude, bullet's great. It is. Have you had a bullet tin? Uh-uh. Bullet tin's freaking way better than regular bullet, but this is fantastic. I'll and what is that? What was that one again? Uncle Nearest. Uncle Nearest. That's good. Thank you. That's good? Yeah. All right. This is a very good whiskey. You're going to like that. Cheers. So, cheers to my friends. I'm very excited to be. Uh, <laughs> took over that one with your large glass. Let's see what you're going to do. <laughs> you know, just clanking around in there. All right. Oh. So, welcome to the first in-person interview for the Steady Hands That's Barber Club. What? Uh, uh, R- Mac. Oh, uh, Mac. Number two. Uh, number two, then. I'll this take is it. like the first traveling one, though. Yeah, but this is the first one where we've actually done it not at 9 o'clock. A.M. <laughs> yeah, between 9 or 10. We usually go for the early hours. So, like, when we pulled up here, I usually show up to Patrick's house absurdly early. Really? So yeah, there was there are times that I've shown up like an hour, an hour early. early. An hour early? Yeah. He has a wife. <laughs> <laughs> well, what usually, are you thinking? I usually, yeah, usually bang point. on the door pretty loud, and then I was like, "Police, open up!" Oh man, that sounds fun. But uh, yeah, welcome to the Sleepy Hands Barber Club. Sleepy Hands Barber Club it inside is, of the uh, bike cave. Currently, <laughs> if yeah. I look at my non-existent watch, it's about what eight thirty? Eight thirty ish. Yeah, we had some technical yeah. difficulties coming in, but no big deal. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was worried about this until we pulled into the driveway when you said, "Hey, pull on in," <laughs> and then you 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 came out uh, serenading us with a guitar, <laughs> and I thought to myself, and I said out loud, "Like, well, I'm glad you have the energy <laughs> because I honestly oh. like." Ben, you're a joy to be around. Well, thank you. Whenever you come to the shop, we're like, ooh, Mr. Hammond's coming in. <laughs> Even after a long, long day, quite like, not quite, not, you know, not like today, but right. like after a long day, you're, you're a very uplifting kind of guy. I don't know how you do it. You work a full day at work, and then you come home, and you're still at like 100%. Yeah. Well, let's, well, let's start with actually what you do. What's your main, so, what's your main job? My main gig is... Um, you know, oh, also, and we're this is Ben Hammond. Oh, yes. Ben. Sorry. Yeah. My name is Ben Hammond, and I am a random guy who comes and gets my hair cut mm-hmm. by the Steady Hands Barber Club. Um, I call myself Shaky Hands Barber, <laughs> barber Sitter. Um, <laughs> I just hang out and sit. But no, um, I'm a mechanic by trade. I hang out. I work on cars. I do all kinds of stuff. I enjoy mechanical stuff. Um, I start my day usually 4.30, wake up. Um you know, brush the teeth, make the smoothie, mm-hmm. make the coffee, get a French press going, come what downstairs. What kind of smoothie are you doing? Oh, man, you don't even want to know the details. It Dude, gets is very in-depth. Is, is it one of those ones where it's, like, not based on taste but all about nutrition? No. 
Oh, no, no. <laughs> dude, you are the opposite yeah, yes. of me. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I just try to get the numbers. In. Oh man, Patrick, what is your specific best flavor of a smoothie? Dude, uh, before he answers, it, <laughs> I, I, I try to give him a chance to talk. I bet I know what it is. Okay, well, fine. You you can write it down, and then we won't think that you changed it after the fact. Okay. Um, hmm. I, I'm a big peanut butter in the smoothie guy. Dang. What were you going to say? I was going to say vanilla. Mm. Uh, vanilla. Like vanilla as in ice cream? Or like it's like a smoothie just slash? Like just like anything vanilla. I, I think that was a slight. Or vanilla extract. <laughs> I think he was saying he's bland. What? Yeah, thanks a lot, I would Eddie. never say he's bland. <laughs> <laughs> Is it because he's white? <laughs> oh, man. Yo, uh, I dude. don't see color. <laughs> <laughs> as the only guy sitting here with the color. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's Eddie, not fair, bro. <laughs> Eddie's actually blind. <laughs> I'm legally blind. <laughs> I don't know why he drove here. I kept saying, hey, man, just let me so drive. Is this He's steady like, hey, this blind is the steady <laughs> Yeah. Dude, uh, man, I don't know how he makes it through the day. But, uh, yeah, dude, I just feel it. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, you're peanut ju- butter. Yeah. Sorry. Peanut butter. I'm sorry. I'm going to dive back yeah. into this peanut butter thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's all about the texture. Texture. That's Ugh. texture. Ugh. You a chunky guy or smooth guy? You know, once it gets in the blender, you know there's, there's you little know bits left over. Whatever's around. Pat, one of Patrick's nicknames is PB. Ooh. PB, because yeah. he PB and J's. Well, because his initials Some are pa- initials, his yeah. PB. Yeah, but he's uh, also thick and rich. Oh, <laughs> not rich. He does have those thick thighs. That's because he bites like me. <laughs> <laughs> he's got them thick boy thighs, dude. Uh, hey, you can run. Boy, you can join the thick boy thick biking boy. club. It's all good. Dog. <laughs> Is that a real thing? He goes to uh, one a Gordon Ramsay uh, seminar, <laughs> and uh, we call him Thick and Rich. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So I work on cars for a living, and that's what I do for a living, and it's fun, right? Mm-hmm. But I wake up 4.30, get up, do all my stuff, get the coffee going, bring down a breakfast bar, sit down here, do my reading, do a journal. I fill out what I call my battle planner. And I do a whole entire battle planner that gives you all your days, all the things that are absolutely daily tasks that are non-negotiable, um, organize my day, mm-hmm. and which is really kind of easy, I guess, because a lot of guys that own their own business, you have to organize your day a lot more. Mine is like, do all the crap I want to do, work, do everything I have to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so what I want to do is post 430 all this stuff down here, by 6 o'clock, I'm out the door, off to the mountain bike trails. And I did nice. like 16 miles this morning, nice. ride, go to work, chill at work, get done, come home, and uh, try to re-energize. How? <laughs> 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 it's, it's a lot, man. Um, you know, if you really, if you went upstairs and you asked my wife this, she would tell you I've been like this since I was 12 years old. <laughs> That's crazy. Wow. It is. What That's time do you have to be at work? I had to be at work at 8.30. So between Goodness. 6 and 8.30, you rode 16 miles on your mountain bike and uh, still had time to go like do other things that involve going to work? Oh, I mean, I'd get dressed at work. And like you guys, so like th- I've always realized there's a difference. Mm-hmm. There's people that shower before work and mm-hmm. people that shower after work, mm-hmm. right? You guys are the kind of guys that kind of have to do a double down because you yeah. want to look clean when you go in, but you also don't want to go to bed with other people's hair on you. Yeah. yeah. So you're the, you're right. the exception of the rule. You're a double shower kind of kind of guy, right? So you're you're extra yeah. clean. Yeah. That's why I invited that. you to my house. I didn't mind you coming. Otherwise, it would be like a question. <laughs> 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 but no. So like there's. There's usually one of the two. You're either before work or after work. Mm-hmm. I'm an after work. So I go to work and I change clothes and like my socks from my socks up to my knees has dirt on it. And I just put my pants on over it. 
Yeah. Because I'm like, I, I mean, I'm getting grease and oil and everything else on me all day. Right. So I don't have to gotcha. shower, really. Yeah. Dude, so pretty much I'm disgusting. You've got some strong <laughs> uh, Jocko Willink energy going on. <laughs> oh, like, oh, oh, up, don't up, befo- up before the enemy. Like, you know, I've That's got, it, bro. I've got my battle plan. <laughs> yep, and if you look right over there on my bookshelf, you'll see that there's three Jocko Willink books that I've already finished this year, and I'm on Goodness. my fourth one right now reading yeah, dude, Leadership Strategies and Tactics. Just recently found out you could read. Oh, <laughs> man. It's always a fun pleasure to find out that people know that I can do that since I'm just this crazy weird guy in the corner getting my hair cut by Jacob, and he's like... Dude, last time he was in the shop, <laughs> he said something about reading, and I was like, what? You read? Um, that night ended with him driving away very quickly uh holding. flipping me the bird and holding a book in his other <laughs> hand <laughs> it was glorious it was a wonderful moment it was very very victorious for me it was a fail for you but it was so it. good dude we laughed about that for like 10 minutes after you <laughs> left. i didn't know what was going on <laughs> well, that's uh, a big thing for us because i mean eddie can read really i can read Jury's still out on Jacob. Yeah. He does a lot of audio books. A lot of no, but he books. but he talks about it all the time, like about the the barber books that he keeps. So buying. that's what that's what interests me. Oh, so I have no t- I have no trouble flying through that. But it's no, like, but it interests you just to own the books. You don't actually you can't actually. Read them. <laughs> <laughs> it's a thrill to like have a physical book hardcover. You know, cause oh yeah. I, you know, I went to a Gordon Ramsay seminar too, so I could <laughs> blow my money on that kind of stuff. Uh, but yeah, that's what I. Yeah, no, no, it's only the Barber books that really interest me. Like, there are other books, like, stories that people tell me they read. It's like, oh, they're fantastic. you got to go through it. But I just never end up doing it. Oh, no. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, I'm I, I'm in the same boat, sort of. Mm-hmm. Like, I've never read a single book that was, like, a fictional, like, mm-hmm. oh, come and read this story about a guy who did some stuff once. And, oh, it was all fake. And you're like, how did that help my life? Why did I just waste this much <laughs> yeah. time? If I'm going to do that, I'll just watch a movie. Which <laughs> <laughs> I feel you a little bit on that. Which Dude, technically I'm, that's I'm that really like that's that like part of me that's like kind of a millennial but kind of not. Where I'm like the book has so much more detail, and I'm like I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> I can sit and relax on my couch for thirty for an hour and a half instead of reading a book. But then again, they both have their place. Yeah, and I'm just being insulting for no reason. <laughs> so I'm not. What apologizing. else do you do? Oh, <laughs> a lot of things. Uh, <laughs> if only we had visuals. <laughs> Excuse the slight pause in my emotions as I enjoy a slight sip of an eight-year Lagavulin. Um, other things that I do include um, spelunking, um, swashbuckling. Uh, <laughs> 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 no, uh, so I think mountain biking is the biggest part of my life outside of my family and my job, stuff mm-hmm. like that, right? Um, but it's not just mountain biking. There's a lot more to it. It's got a lot more history behind it. Um, all the stuff that I've done leading up to that, and I, I build stuff. I, I'm, I do carpentry work. I do repair work on anything and everything. Every single problem we have in this whole house, I fix it. I do plumbing. I do <laughs> you name it. <laughs> it's like, oh, is it not working? Let's make it work. Mm-hmm. Um, That's why your front yard looks amazing. No, it doesn't actually. It's just dark, which is the blessing. <laughs> you guys to see it when it was awful. Uh, yeah, dude, the lights were on. I was like, "Wow, Wonderland." <laughs> yeah, no, no, the uh, the, the yeah, your your house is very well lit. 
Thank you. In fact, actually, you should probably get better blinds because I could see right in. It was supposed to be like that. We had the windows open because of the weather outside. It's one of those things, Jacob. I don't know if you go outside often or not. Never. You're a little light in the skin. Pale. Dude, just throw up my hood and <laughs> I just sit on the front porch. Dude walks up with a freaking black hoodie on in my house. I'm like, you know I don't just like hang out not strapped, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should have seen him. So we got here early and then he's like "Ooh, he's probably doing like you know dad stuff and i was like okay and he's like go park in the street so i back up into the street and then i have a i have a water bottle in my car and he grabs he <laughs> grabs I grab my water thing. bottle and i hold them up to my eyes <laughs> and he's like we're surveillance time <laughs> it's like we're casing the joint oh man and, he, and he's like yeah dumb yeah oh man that would have been fantastic yeah, if i had like a night vision camera that caught you and then you know what's going <laughs> yeah <on>. just <laughs> yikes like the one that's in the front of the house yeah yeah that did see it did it yeah. what sweet <laughs> it did not, dude <laughs> then you can catch our expression of going Go 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 go! go, go. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a lot of cameras. It's uh, it's one of those things. As a dad, you start to realize you got to do a lot more things around the house. It's important, you know, because like that whole part of you being like, you know, really able to sleep well, is really hard when you don't know mm. if there could be something right. like a freaking possum that wakes you up in the middle of the night last night at three o'clock in the morning at your back door because you have motion detectors like an idiot. Well, well, they're fantastic, dude, but little, it little sucks. Trash boy. Huh? Little trash boy was dude, out what'd there? you do with that trash boy? Dude, you woke up, Bro. you got the biggest gun, <laughs> you fired off I a warning shot. I put a freaking bazooka shot. through that mug, just <laughs> boom! Uh, no. Who's just, out there? <laughs> he's like, <laughs> My next door neighbor is always upset. He's like, are you okay? I'm like, oh, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you asking so many questions? <laughs> <laughs> he's 82. He's, uh, he's actually fully functioning. and He's a pretty good neighbor to have. Mm. Right on. Mm. If my truck's ever here because we went on vacation or something, he'll call and be like, "Man, are, are are you okay? Are you sick? Out of work?" Because <laughs> he never left work. He never, yeah. you know, you, you don't call out of work. Now, Mr. John, I went, I went on vacation. He's like, "Oh, I was wondering, your truck was there for <laughs> all morning." I was like, "Yep, it'll be there all week." <laughs> 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 it's fantastic. He's a good guy. Yeah, it's so, good to have neighbors like that. It is. Yeah, yeah, it is. So other things that I do. Um, a lot of other things, just hanging out, whatever, doing random stuff, getting my hair cut by a bunch of really cool guys, you know, you know, and, uh, that's always fun, but, um, you know, it's, 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 it's a crazy life. Let me, let me point out the, uh, thing that pops up most often is actually we, we saw this at the shop. I see stickers here, st- st- uh, <laughs> patch there, sticker there, sticker there, and your shirt. It's called the single speed project, uh, the better side of oh, mountain, mountain biking. biking. See, I can't read. Yeah, you can't read. <laughs> <laughs> he got most of it, guys. I got he most started of it. spelling it out. At the he's end like, of the day. he's M- like, he's like, and you're giving me a, you're, uh, you're pat, oh, you, you're, you're, good job, bud. Keep you, on, you got yeah. it. That's right. Yeah. So Patrick, what is that? Okay, well, let's do. So, Patrick mountain bikes as well. I do, yeah. So, Mount, uh, so Patrick, explain why it is that you like mountain biking so much. I don't know. There's like a different, um, it's hard to explain. There's like, hmm. there's a few different mountain biking styles, like whatever mood I'm in, like I'll have a different kind of ride, you know, mm-hmm. I don't ride a single speed. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but, um, I don't ride a single speed. We don't I, discriminate. It's Okay. <laughs> 
So sometimes you, you like you grip it and rip it and you go really hard. And then sometimes it's like a slightly faster hike, a faster you know, hike, <laughs> yeah, a slightly faster hike. Um, if I see a turtle, there's no way I'm not getting off the bike. I will, if I see a turtle, I will look at it for at least five minutes. <laughs> I ran over two turtles today. Oh, no. <laughs> I jumped one. I didn't hit him. All right. I bunny hopped him. All right. <laughs> what about the second one? Did I you? missed his head you by heard about a like an eighth of an inch. Oh, okay. But you didn't hurt him? I don't know. Oh. See, I would have went back. Dude, he was too busy Just being to up before the enemy. <laughs> yeah, right. that's true. Dude, that Charlie's turtle was the, the enemy that stronger. morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So whenever I see you out on the trails, though, I'm like, we're doing two different things. Like I saw you ride away from me one time. I saw you. You saw <laughs> you, me. You, you locked like, eyes. <laughs> you locked eyes. We had a moment, and you went the other way. I, I was like, he must have not recognized me because I was in my skinnies. <laughs> and, and I was like, you know, I mean, I get that. You see me mostly in my work clothes, and you don't see me in spandex. And this is a lot to see in spandex. Mm. And I get that. Um, yeah. Well, usually, <laughs> like if uh, if I first of all, your cassette is distinctive. If I hear you coming up behind, I know it's you. No one has a cassette that loud. I, t- I got a new. I got a different one now. Oh, is it just I as blew loud? It up. I blew up the loud one. I'm gonna rebuild oh, okay. it though. I think. So I know it's you, but I, <laughs> I also know that, like, you're trying to get your time in and all that. I don't want to get in your way. You're not in my way. With my, uh, with my slightly faster hike, because I know that's not what you're doing. In I the thought mor- for a second you said my slightly faster bike, and I was like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Whoa, did you just challenge him? <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. He rips off his pants, and there's uh, <laughs> <laughs> nothing but spandex, yeah. bro. <laughs> I'm breath ready to go, bib and all. Um, and see, I think you did a perfect job of, of describing, and it's fantastic because all the podcasts I've been on, um, I've yet to be on a podcast with anybody who I've been around mountain biking or that actually mountain biked. So it's really cool to actually hear your take on what and why you enjoy mountain biking. Um, because it's a lot of the similar similarities to what I've felt, and it's the same thing. I think at its core, at its core, it's the enjoyment of being outside, seeing the things that you want to see. When do you get to see turtles? In the mornings, dude. Like I have to dodge the frogs. No joke. <laughs> it's pitch black outside, and I've got a light on my head and a light on my handlebars, and I have to dodge the frogs because I've squished far more frogs than I care to even talk about. <laughs> and they just, I mean, they just jump. Yeah. And they're all over the place. Yeah. And then so I'm having to dodge the frogs. Got to dodge. The, the, the turtles and that's something that you enjoy doing and it's a way of you getting outside into nature and enjoying it while also getting a great exercise and enjoying some of the adrenaline rushes of the downhills and the fun stuff uh, right. and the challenge of going up hills i think that's something that was what initially drew me in um so the single speed project uh our tagline being the better side of mountain biking um, for the deeper story, are you guys ready? Because it's going to be like an hour Dude, to give it to you this I'm way. ready. Dude. It's going to be a long one. So uh, it's kind of cool that we're here at this table because the table that is covered in stickers has so many different types of stickers that explain so many different stories of my life because 
I love stickers and how if I was to die tomorrow, my wife would be able to bring my kids around. My toolbox at work, my roll cart at work, my toolbox is here, everything I have. And you're like, why does dad have so many stickers? And it's like it's different parts of his life in different areas. Spartan races I've done. This is the assault penguin that was on the T-walls whenever I was in Iraq. And we had this like penguin that had an AK-47. And it's so cool. And you keep going, you're like, this is car stuff, car stuff, car stuff, single speed, trails to ales, another shout out to another podcast that does mountain biking and beers. And you look around it and it's like, there's stickers are always something to me that's like, you don't just have stickers for no reason. It's something that like reflects who you are and what you love. Um, and what the reason why I bring that up is, this is the Instagram tag, the Drift Farm. So the entire single speed project started out as the idea of the drift spot, the drift farm that spawned from Benji Auto Works. Benji Auto Works was an idea that I had when I was in Texas, living in the in the military at Fort Hood. My wife and I were stationed out there, and I was working on people's cars just for fun. It spawned into me building drift cars, and I loved building these fast, fun, slide them around drift cars. I wanted to build a ministry for reaching out to the guys who were far off in deep end, mm. really hardcore drugs, alcohol, stuff like that, really having heavy substance abuse, and trying to help these guys by showing up at drift events and doing stuff. So I started building a car. I built an Instagram. I started the process. And I quickly found myself <laughs> with a newborn. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My wife and I had been married six years at the time, and we we had finally had a baby, and it was like, okay. So I've got about $18,000 invested in this car, and it's sitting out back with an engine in the shop, a transmission in the shop, and the entire thing's in pieces. And it just slowly drifted away from being my passion. I see what you did there. You see what I did there? Um, It was kind of sad. It was kind of hard to do. Mm. But because it was so many years in the making um, that I saw it build over time, but the best part was is that I realized I needed to start investing in kids. So I started investing in high school boys through my church's youth group mm-hmm. by becoming one of their youth group leaders and trying to do stuff with them. And it was really cool to start seeing what it took to actually teach boys what it meant to be a man mm-hmm. and what that means. Um, and so I started the process of learning what that meant instead of working on the car. I sold everything to do with the car, and I'd already been mountain biking for about four or five years at that point. And I was like, okay. I'm going to start doing something else because I've been mountain biking like crazy. Might as well just do it. So the idea came to me for the single speed project because I started out on a really crappy bike with gears, upgraded to a single speed, never looked back. And it was fantastic, man. Like I started seeing people just hopping on board left and right, left and right. We started on Instagram, and within six months we had a 1,000 followers. And I was like, whoa. This is big. Like, I mean, this is a big following for just a dude who gets up too early in the morning and tells everybody else they're losers because they didn't wake up. (laughs) Thanks, Jocko. Um, But it was really cool to see it evolve. And then it started evolving into this project of how can we teach men and young men what it means to be men and be better. And the entire idea of the better side of mountain biking was a conversation I had with my wife one night. We're sitting there eating ice cream. And, you know, I started thinking about what does it mean to serve your wife? What does that mean? It has nothing to do with getting your hair cut. Sorry for the the cutout and taking over the, the barber club with, with <laughs> non-barber things. But to serve your wife, it means giving her the best. 
giving her what is absolutely the best of whatever you can have. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I'm one selfish son of a gun, right? <laughs> I want what's best. I don't know about y'all. It's usually it's like I'm really good at choosing me over everyone. Yeah. And we're sitting there eating ice cream, one spoon, and a carton of ice cream. And, you know, you're eating like moose tracks or something. There's good bites. There's bad bites. And there's better bites. Mm-hmm. And I looked at her and I was like, that's what it is. And I said, serving your spouse and serving people is giving everyone else the better bite of ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> and it's cheesy, right? It's really cheesy. But it's seeing the better bite and wanting to take it for yourself mm-hmm. and giving it to somebody else. And I called it the better bite of, my, of ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> and so like, I came up with this idea. I wrote it in my journal that, mor- that next morning. And I was like playing around with it, and I was like, it's the better side of mountain biking. Why are we the better side of mountain biking? Is single speeding the better side of mountain biking? I think so, personally. But just like some of the guys that I follow on YouTube that would say, the best whiskey is the whiskey you like the way you like to drink it. Mm -hmm. And I agree with that. And I think that mountain biking for everybody is your bike, however you like it, however you like to ride it. But the better side of mountain biking for me is showing everyone else around you, community included, everyone that you see, and just using mountain biking as a tool to show others the better side of mountain biking, which is just being kind, being generous, being helpful, trying to be enjoyable, to be friendly with, and also to build each other up instead of doing what we're so good at doing these days Mm -hmm. and just tearing each other down. What do we see on on Instagram? What do you see on you on YouTube? What do you see on Facebook? What do you see on TikTok? And there's a bunch of other ones, and I'm too old to know what they are. <laughs> Dude, no, I get what you're saying because <clears throat> I recently started a secret uh, barbering meme page, and so many jokes uh, oftentimes come at the expense of others. Mm-hmm. And so I've been trying to veer away from those. <laughs> but anyway, but I get what you're saying. Those about, are the like, best ones. So that meme some, page is gonna go. at least i'll have a clear conscience (laughs) hey i like your memes dude thanks the best thing about some of your memes is that you have to be a part of the club to really know what they mean that feels good dude some of my memes get just so like no explanation but just a bunch of pictures and then like only the (laughs) ones that are really in the know and know the history (laughs) behind that meme so it's like i'm already niche let's make it two steps removed oh man (laughs) Yeah, that's fantastic. But so like going out like this whole that's that's really cool to hear because um part of being a barber or at least traditionally part of being a barber is being a focal point and like like what you're doing in your community. You right. you don't just cut haircut, or you don't just do haircuts or you don't just mountain bike. Right. You also do outreach because you see a lot of people and you want to be a positive influence on them. That's right. And I think sometimes uh, barbers nowadays, we get like wrapped up in the idea of being like an influencer online. Yeah. That whole clout barber thing rather than being an an influencer. That's, I don't like to associate that word with doing good in real life because it's the word itself in an internet context seems more self-absorbed. Sure. But so that was, uh, so that was actually, what Patrick said, like, I don't want to be an influencer online. I want to be an influencer, like, in, in my in my community, in my in, re- in IRL, and <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, 
dude, that 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 hit me, man. I was like right here. I was like, ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, I think that that's the reason why whenever we, whenever the Single Speed Project interacts online, mm-hmm. a lot of times it's me posting stories, but it's always a we because there is a we. There's multiple guys to our um, board because mm-hmm. we are a nonprofit. Um, and so there's multiple guys to our board. There's multiple guys that have access to, to the um, Instagram account. And it is it is a we. We want to be a part of what you're doing. We want to encourage you in what you're doing. And a lot of times the stuff that I post on Instagram, man, when I get up in the mornings and I go out there and ride, I'm like, what are you doing? Get out of bed and go ride. Stop watching your phone right now. Go mm-hmm. do something. Go move your body and make it happen. Mm-hmm. Go do work. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think it's... I think it's really, really great because it's always about we. It's not about like you know the social media influencer that is their face on the profile picture. It's their face, their stuff, what they like in their Instagram feed. And it's like my personal, I get messages all the time of people wanting to become friends with me personally because they see me tagged in some of our video and some of our videos or whatever. And I did decline them because my account's still private and I don't want that like you're saying mm-hmm. i don't want to be the influencer i want there to be a persona behind the single speed project that is we're uplifting people we're uplifting people trying to help you become better mm. and how can that work and happen um to teach boys what i've learned from one of the podcasts i listened to teaching boys what it means to be a man in how you can protect your family provide for your your family and preside over them and lead them Mm-hmm. And protecting, providing, and presiding is the one way that I know using those three terms to be able to truly become a man, what you're doing in your life to do that. Um, and it's been awesome to see these high school boys taking huge responsibilities for things that high schoolers usually don't take responsibility for. Mm. And they're taking leaps and bounds. It's pretty cool. Well, that's for sure. awesome. Influencing the would you say IRL? I don't know what that was in, re- in real life. Oh, uh, that's what the that's what the young kids are saying. Wow, <laughs> dropping them. Dude, we don't have time <laughs> to say the whole thing. Oh my gosh, <laughs> we're too busy looking at our phones. <laughs> you realize the military is like the number one for having all those. Um, I can't think of the word. Acronyms. Acronyms. Like, dude, when I was in the military, mm. everything's an acronym. Everything is. So then it's like now we're in young children world where it's like we're gonna acronym normal things like i'm getting old dude we just gotta get it out faster i guess things, so. things move so fast so dude fast. dude have you seen a 16 year old type on a phone uh-uh bro it scares me like, it's like 1984. you realize if they knew what mario one was what they could do to a nintendo <laughs> they could make the freaking controller smoke bro i promise you dude <laughs> I like, i'm like i tried for years like the double tap over the top <laughs> method bro nothing they could get on there and just bah! it's like bionic thumbs dude yeah, just get faster <laughs> so how are you guys going to impact the community with your barbering wow that's a good question that is a question I wasn't ready for. In fact, <laughs> dude, it's not dude. very often we get and asked questions. Oh, God, my man. <laughs> boom, boom. <laughs> I'd do a mic drop, but you wouldn't hear me. <laughs> <laughs> he just takes his headphone set off his head, drops it. Mm. So I have, I have a semi-answer because I've been thinking about it. Um, uh, ever since I was back in school, I wanted to find an applic. I want to, like, find, like, a <clears throat> an application to what I do for my normal life you know how can i 
one, work and be fulfilled, but also help other people. And something that I kind of lost track of is actually that portion of my job because back in school I had those aspirations but once I got into working into like investing my time into the company staying late working with new hires like you know really trying to build up the company and my own uh skill because like I'm just like like where am I where am I lacking and I just get bummed out about that until I like really focus and like like you know portions of haircuts and time and stuff like that to like like I just focus my time on it and I like to get better at it. Right. And one way that I'm also like, I'm really passionate about barbering, but I'm also really passionate about the future of barbering. Okay. Because I want to like, you know, pa- partially through this podcast too, like that's what like we, we want to strive to like, and inst- stay hungry, like right. keep after it, but also strive to be better and encourage people around us. Sure. A lot of this is us like blowing off steam, goofing around, having a good time. But a lot of it is like uh, calling out to people that are like not really talked about. Like we had uh, a shear sharpener, our shear sharpener Bart on and just talking about how he loves sharpening. And he's just like, he's just devoted to that. So different aspects of the industry that we're bringing to light and seeing. So um, how that relates to me liking barbering i really like it and everything about it and everything that's linked to it and the future of it when it comes from uh, sanitation to like actual the function and how we do the haircut and how we present ourselves to the customers and also like barbering's big that's why it interests me so much and like another avenue out of that is your community so i've been trying to find a way to serve my community not specifically in the area that we work because they're pretty well off, but there are pockets here and there that could need some help. Sure. Um, but there are areas like how can I serve with barbering? Something that our barbering uh, instructor told us about was like, you know, a haircut can change someone's day. And so when you see people that are just having a hard time getting by, like something that is sort of kind of pushed to the back burner, like it's not really – contrary to what a lot of people might say, like I love barbering, but I don't believe it's like essential, you know, in sure. the way that we would think food is essential. COVID-19 says it's not. Uh, dude. <laughs> dude, but a lot of people, a lot of surprise. Uh, surprise. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, well, what I think of when you say that though, is not just a hair. Wait, hang on, let me, let me, okay, sorry. Real quick. Oh. It was a real long oh. tangent, but he hit um, me. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, but Sorry. it's that, um, say for just an example, someone who is uh, homeless and that's just like, you know, a pretty common example. And you take the time to groom someone, to give them a haircut and show them you care and give them like physical touch. Like that's very needed, especially for a person uh, who is often people want to stay away from. Sure. And like you know, that's that's one aspect of outreach that I can try to do through barbering. So, going right. all the way back to the beginning, uh, that's why we like we uh, we want to talk to more people who ha- are involved in nonprofits, sure. so that we can get an idea of what we're trying. How can how we can go out from there? Yes, yeah. it's you know. it's not an easy task um, because when you really look at it, nobody wants help handed to them. And they don't come looking for you. Hmm. 
if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, nobody wants to be told they're not a man and be told that they should be learning how to be a better man through mountain biking. But tons of people love mountain biking. Mm -hmm. So can you just show up and mountain bike with them and slowly just teach them that? Um, I was going to say something before. Oh, before I get going on what I was going to say with the mountain bike stuff, something I think about whenever you talked about the idea of somebody's day has changed. I think in a lot of ways you guys all have very distinct different personalities. All in very different ways, right? And I think that every barber does. And I've been to a lot of barbers. Um, from the literally six minutes in the chair and you have a fresh cut and it is done perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're right outside of Fort Hood, because these Asian ladies literally just, that's all they do is that haircut all day. And it's insane. They'll go through like 50 people in 20 minutes and you're like, wow, it's nuts. Uh, you want to learn how to be fast? Go to a military base. You will be taught how to be very quick. Um, I promise. Because these guys, you've got to be faster. But um, it's not just like that. It, and it's not the Turkmen in Iraq that do a crazy haircut and you can't even talk to them. It's that you guys sit people down, and most men especially are going to barbers. Right? I'm sure you guys rarely see a woman coming into a barber shop. I got a handful. Right, but I mean, it's but it's like it's majority men. The, the percentages. How many men do you know of that openly, honestly, would say that they go to a therapist? Percentages are probably pretty low. People talk to me about a lot of stuff, but Boom. I don't think the therapist comes up. No, no, right, but I'm saying like in the sense that like people don't ever usually go to th- men right. don't go to therapy right right for themselves. Mm-hmm. But for years, what was the barbershop? There's a place where a lot of men went mm. to talk about men, manly things or men problems, whatever. You guys are a very particular level of very open ears and have a certain amount of responsibility when you have somebody in your chair to be their therapist in a way. Mm. You're the closest thing that most men will ever get to sitting down in a chair and talking to somebody about their feelings. And that's why a haircut can change somebody's day. They're having a crap day. They come in. You smile. You tell them what you're going to do for them. You're making them feel better. You're doing something for them. And every part of them gets to come out at that moment because it's all about them, which is self-centered, sure. But like we talked about before, we're all self-centered. But when you're giving somebody a service, that self-centeredness that they have when you're feeding into it, it makes them open up. It makes them talk about stuff. And when they talk about stuff, it changed their day because they now got to see their life from maybe a few feet higher. Maybe not a thousand foot view, but because they got to talk about it with somebody who was not going to reprimand them or their wife wasn't going to get mad at them because they talked about it, they don't talk to the therapist, but they talk to you about it. So you guys change the lives, I think, a whole lot more than you may think you do. Just like you were saying, a haircut will change somebody's day. It may change their life especially if you're very well-versed in what and how to listen. And you guys are. I know that. Those are all a lot of nice things, but you've been in the barbershop. <laughs> you know what we talk about. <laughs> no, but that, it doesn't matter. But the thing is this, though. When I come in there... <laughs> no, okay, no, no, no. I, <laughs> it's very serious. We're, we're talking about our feelings. and <laughs> I actually... No, no. I agree with you because there are, like, jovial good times. Like, we actually do get, get into stuff when you're yeah. also in the chair, too. 
But we you actually guys are a little bit limited just because of the fact that you're put on a time crunch right. per one, which is kind of a touch issue to give you a limited ability, I think. Mm-hmm. But go ahead. I, uh, we actually had no. We I am saying I agree with you because like a while ago we had an episode that we decided not to post. It was. Uh, Pusher, pusher. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, we actually I'm just kidding. <laughs> we got in. I'm just kidding. No, you got him, dude. Nail <laughs> on the head. Bombs <laughs> me. Yeah. Uh, we because no, no, we got into. I don't know. It just ended up being a real downer, and we sort of realized like maybe we should wait a bit to really get this episode out the way we want. Yeah, for the record, I had a great time. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Look, I think the only person that didn't have a good time at this table was you. Is my girlfriend going to laugh? Yeah, we're good. Well, we ended up talking. We? I can still smell the salt from the tears (laughs) on this microphone. (laughs) The microphone's never been used. I have no idea what you're tasting. Oh, wait, no, Mac used it. Mm. 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 Mac, were you crying? On the mic? No, I think it was you were on his shoulder and you cried onto the mic. It may have been. It may have happened that way. Mm. But anyway, how's that saying? Yeah. Uh, we so you guys had a really heartfelt one. Yeah, almost two. Oh, almost two of them. <laughs> yeah, I ended up talking about a lot of clients that have sat down in our chair and it was like, "Yeah, my dad just died. I'm going to his funeral." I was at a funeral today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My condolences. My condolences. Oh, it was. It's okay. Thank you. It wasn't f- like it was best friend from high school's mom. So like, yeah, she was a very mean lady. <laughs> I didn't wish anything bad on her. But still, she... my my condolences. Oh. That's just my that's my blanket statement for anyone that's been to a funeral today. Oh, my condolences. Today, <laughs> today. <laughs> we've we've talked about this point before on the podcast where um. Like, as barbers, we see people in their most important moments in life. Yeah, absolutely. Right? You think about it, funerals, weddings, yeah. engagements, first dates. Um, Prepping you know, for vacation. Graduations. Yeah, Weddings. I said weddings. Oh. You know, stuff like that. Sorry, I was looking at all the stickers Baby on the showers. <laughs> stuff that doesn't even seem important. Like, every important <clears throat> moment, most of the time, I'd say like 95% of the time, you go see your barber before you do any of those things. Mm-hmm. You end up talking about it. So yeah, I totally get. I totally get that because we have dealt with a lot of clients going through a lot of hard stuff, and you see a person that you might have cut ten, twenty times, like totally break down in your chair, mm-hmm. and then you have to pick what the most appropriate thing to say at that time to that person is and that's super difficult mm-hmm. so that might be another set of books that you might want to get is learning how to cope and lead people yeah, yeah. um i actually want to try to find someone who is like well versed in that to be on an episode because the end the previous episode ended us ended up us just talking a lot about it but not offering a lot of solutions to barbers to overcome it or I think not that, to overcome um, it, but just to just to approach that to navigate because, that situation because we're, a little we're dealing bit. difficult. We're ones. dealing with people, mm. the really hard ones. Yeah, so we're doing okay. the best we can. So I think, uh, I mean, this is a personal opinion. I think, but my personal opinion would be is reading books just on leadership in general. Okay. Um, 
obviously you can go into like you need to read books about grief and how to help somebody through grief. Well, guess what? There's no way to help them through it. There's, there's like 10 levels of grief, and they're in probably the first or second level, and you're just an open ear, and that's not. You, you don't need to be You need to be helping them push them along. And that was something I learned when my dad passed away. When my dad died when I was 13, the levels of grief, it's like I'm still going through it. And it's like there's still parts of it I've yet to touch. Hmm. But it's like... I needed somebody in those earlier moments, especially when the hard things are coming, like a funeral. I needed somebody to push me along. Mm-hmm. Not not freaking Sparta, like, this is Sparta! Your daddy died! Get over it! It's like, no. It's like, <laughs> of course not. But like, that was tell- an excellent impression. <laughs> Dude, it's, it's almost like we were uh, interviewing Gerard Butler. Dude, right here. For a second. Listen, y'all just calm down. Keep in your pants. <laughs> so... Patrick, did you did you say this would be a bad idea to interview me? No, I didn't say that was a bad idea. Okay. (laughs) What are you guys telling him? He didn't didn't, didn't, didn't say anything. He told him like he didn't say anything. I I was was worried that first he said he might show up. Now this. (laughs) Oh, I forgot about that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Patrick may not show up, and then Patrick's here. Oh, I didn't know you were going to be here. I really didn't. They they talked about this. He had to bring us fourth chair down here he had to do the dishes just to get an extra glass yeah i didn't have to do any extra work i'm very happy you're here but i feel like you yeah. i felt like for a second you were disapproving of my my, my reference of course not oh okay yeah. you know so <laughs> <laughs> you're like just like the uh the barbershop is a place where you know not not everything but most things can fly in the barbershop that's what you know. That's what we do here. Patrick has a, a certain personality that is always enjoyable to listen to because you've you've done what I've lacked to do, and that's think before you speak. <laughs> 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 In many occasions, on my behalf, I uh, I foot mouth real hard, and you're the type of person that doesn't foot mouth at all. Like, you walk around with both your feet on the ground and thoughts fully intact, ready to speak on behalf of your brain, whereas sometimes I just speak on behalf of whatever's on my shoe. It's real mm. tough. I appreciate you saying that. And it's it's a, it's something that I have worked towards, like, slowly getting the taste of rubber out of my mouth <laughs> to become more like a fully standing, thought-provoking person, and I lack it in a lot of ways. Well, you may have to wait for my response, but if you're <laughs> <laughs> that was that was fantastic. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> if you're willing to wait, you will get it. Oh man, that's beautiful. Yep. Could I try the ten of the bullet? You oh. may. Do you want to rinse your glass out first? Or no? I do actually. <laughs> that's water. Give yourself a palate rinse. Cool. Um, so, man, talk about the topics. I think that you guys have, have got a, a wonderful, amazing opportunity, though, in that it's just it's something that not a lot of guys ever s- submit themselves to, just talking openly. I mean, I've seen it. Whenever I come in there and sit down, like, you know, I mean, I feel like I'm walking to the Braves Stadium and I'm freaking 
John Smoltz. Nobody knows who John Smoltz is. I went to John Smoltz. Dude, you picked up the wrong crowd. (laughs) (laughs) Talk about sports with. I don't know sports either. You're talking baseball. Yeah, I know who John Smoltz is. You look, got a dude, my Cubs hat on. Look, you can't look. be like, oh, don't talk sports. Get a well, Cubs no, 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 no. I know stuff <laughs> about the Cubs. <laughs> Outside of that, specifically, like, history of, you know, the Atlanta Braves, not me, man. Dude, he, no. just, he just got here. Yeah, dude. Recent dude, this transplant. was the year that we were going to go to a bunch of Brave games. But and uh, here we are. Here we are with COVID. Thanks a lot. That's all. <laughs> Thanks okay, a lot. Though. Um... No, um, it's really awesome. You guys, it, it's really funny because if you guys had to see me at work, like I, my boss, it's just me and him. And there used to be a time when he and I were really on good terms and it was easy and like we would joke around a lot. Um, to the point where like even the other day we did, we, I think it was yesterday. Or did it, it was yesterday. And we were joking around so hard I lost my voice because it's like I just get, I don't, I don't realize how loud I am at all. Mm-hmm. Like I don't. You can ask my wife. And my wife is like, God, since you're 13 years old, you could hear you across the entire auditorium. <laughs> I was like, oh, there's Ben. It's like, your voice carries. I'm like, I don't do anything. I just talk. <laughs> and then I had two little girls that have my vocal cords. And I'm Boy. like, please stop. <laughs> fingers inserted into ears. Please stop. Like, daddy's ears are bleeding. I'm like, man, honey, I'm so sorry. And she's just dying laughing over in the corner. <laughs> and I'm yelling at my kids to be quiet when I'm at my family's get-togethers. And they're all laughing hysterically because they're like, <laughs> it's you. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not fair. But it's my fault. I created that monster. Two monsters. But um, no, it's, it's – I, I don't get to be as charismatic because I'm not as – I'm having to focus on what I'm doing a lot of times, but man, it's it's funny because I come in there with you guys and I'm, I know I'm loud or I'm boisterous and I'm rambunctious or whatever. That's just kind of who I am. I, I mean, I'm kind of like a bull in a china shop sometimes and people are like, I just, just, just calm down. And I don't usually if you tell me to calm down, I'm going to do whatever you said the opposite direction. Cause you know, foot mouth syndrome, <laughs> it's a problem <laughs> working on it. Patrick, I'm working on it. I'm still waiting for your response, man. Um, and I wish it's, I knew what to say. What? I wish I knew what to say. We'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> the longest pause in podcast history. <laughs> well, yeah, Patrick's mic just never cuts on for the rest of the episode. <laughs> he, just he just reaches <laughs> over. <and> just pulls <laughs> <up>. <laughs> He's just sitting outside with his headset on. <laughs> All of a sudden, he's here. Does he have an old Chevy? (laughs) 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 Well, I didn't mean that you were going to have to wait for my response to what you said in particular. But anyone who wants to hear what I have to say, you might have to wait for my response because I am going to think about it. He said, you need to shut up. Did you hear that? That's what he told me just now. You need to shut up and listen. Patrick's the best to get advice from because he'll sit there and listen to you go off for like 40 minutes the whole time he hasn't said a word. Except for go, mm, mm. and then at the end he hits you with the best, like the exact thing you needed to hear. Yeah, no wasted words. Dude, just, just gets just right to one, it. Just a quick like, around. bow, punch to the gut, and you're like, oh, I'm a terrible person. You know, wow. <laughs> but I can do better. Yeah, yeah. He's like Bruce Lee, dude. He hits you with that one inch punch, Ooh. straight to the heart. Straight to the heart, dude. Dang, Patrick, that's 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 some words. That's some words put together in a very, very uh, fashionable form 
just for your ears. Thank you. I appreciate that. I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the first time I met Patrick. I felt sorry for him after I left because I was like, oh, thanks. <laughs> no. Oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> Not like that. Dad gummit, man. Everybody's so sensitive these days. Crap. No. I felt sorry for you because I didn't shut up. He nodded softly. <laughs> <laughs> didn't, didn't on your first trip, weren't you getting your hair cut by Patrick, but Jacob and I were just yelling at you from across the shop? Well, no, the first time I met Patrick was very different. I knew Patrick from outside of the shop. But you got your hair cut the first time you got by your Patrick, haircut. I did. You guys were, like, right. talking amongst yourselves, and we'd pick something up and then, like, you know, do that thing where we just lob jokes yep. at Patrick. But you were just, you know, you were there, uh, well-worn glove in hand, and you were just jumping right in between. You're like, ah! <laughs> I got it. I blocked him. <laughs> because, like, you know, I was trying to, I think it was that feeling of, like, I wanted to be respectful of Patrick and his time and his craft. And, and like, I really respect somebody who can listen well because I know how hard it is because I don't do it well. And because I'm the other side. And um, I really respected you. And that we, I wanted to catch up and talk and whatever. But, yeah, I'm, I'm you know. I'm not so good at that. And I felt bad the first time I met you, though, because I bombarded you outside of Nathan's house. Nathan's house, yeah. And you were just like, you just sat there politely, listened to all my junk. I don't think it was junk. I, the um, the single-speed project was in its infancy at that That's point. True. So I was pretty interested in that. Mm-hmm. So I was I was glad to listen. Oh, well, thank you. I have a question. Oh. You do all these things, right? Mechanic stuff, carpentry. Brewing beer. Um, brewing beer. I do have, I have a Playing guitar. Playing guitar, drums. Dude, there's right a there. reason, uh, drums are there's right. a reason they call you the, um, the Georgia Songbird, dude. The Georgia Songbird? That's never been a thing. Um, I'm just going to uh, close that one <laughs> on our circle. Now. Um, <laughs> but you do all these things, right? Your day... From the moment you wake up to the moment you go to sleep is filled with things that drive you, whether it's, you know, um, providing for your family, like you said, mm-hmm. or creatively. Yeah, or both Thursday in night, some points, right? Wife. <laughs> uh, <laughs> dang it, dude. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> it catches me off guard. It, it catches me off guard. I know, because you were so focused on getting it done I was so trying well. to get this, this <laughs> no, out. You got it. You got it. <laughs> but you do all these things, and there's got to be a point, right, where where you hit a wall. Like, with anything creative, it's ebbs and flows, ups, up and downs, right? Mm-hmm. How do you maintain all these things you're doing and all these things you're interested, but still maintain that level of, like, creative passion with everything that you're, you got going on? You have to be exhausted by the time you get to bed, right? You have to be exhausted doing the same things over and over and over and over and over again. Like, what what do you do that keeps that passion up? Because in, in our field, right, mm-hmm. you're doing haircuts. We're in there doing haircuts 10 hours a day. Oftentimes, the same variation of the haircut. Because, mm-hmm. you know, it's what's popular. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone thing. comes in, they I'm, get the same people stuff. people end up burning out. Sure, so, and I, I do the same thing. I, I mean, I, I change timing belts, brakes, and oil changes and fluids all day long. Right. So in in our industry as well, like 
people get burned out quick, right? You're doing the same thing. Some people, it only takes a year, two years, five years, whatever. Mm -hmm. But it it starts wearing down. Mm -hmm. So what do you do that keeps you creatively motivated to do what you do? So I've been married 11 years as of yesterday. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, My condolences. (laughs) 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 Greatest thing that ever happened to me. Um... Let me be the first to say congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Patrick. That was beautiful. I love it. It's fantastic. Well, you That's mentioned like, tw- wait, you mentioned like a really young age when you were twelve years old. Were, so like you've known you've known your wife for a while. That's something that's actually surprised me about you. Twenty it's years it. I've known my wife. Yeah, she is the love of my life. She is the absolute beauty to my eyes. I want to see no others. Somebody didn't turn their phone off. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Where's Donald Trump at? You're fired! I'm just kidding. Dude, I got to um, find my phone now. I already put my phone on. It was his bedtime alert. I ignore it every day. <laughs> Good job. Way to go. So my wife is everything to me. And serving her is more enjoyable than anything else mm-hmm. which comes only second to and I know this is probably not something that's on the side of y'all's podcast but serving God mm-hmm. and and God being Jesus being the king of the universe that is the sole purpose driven way of my life now there's a book called purpose driven life uh, a guy I don't even care about I don't book is decent <laughs> but the guy's not but the sole purpose of my life is to protect, provide, and preside for my family. That comes by only knowing how to protect because of how God can teach me through the Bible, how to provide properly and truthfully by telling all truth all the time to every customer that walks into our shop, never speaking a lie, never ever offering anything else besides the truth 100% of the time, being above reproach in every aspect of my life, financially to uh, activity, to my wife, to being faithful to her, faithful to my children, um, and presiding and leading them, leading my family, leading my wife, leading my children by taking my five-year-old to go climb Kennesaw Mountain on Saturday just to spend time with her and doing daddy-daughter stuff and being very, very poignant on that, saying you're beautiful, telling her she's amazing, telling her that she's beautiful a hundred times a day. So that way that time whenever some boy comes up and is like, you're beautiful. You know what she says to me now? She's like, I know. <laughs> and it's it's a huge hit because it's like some boys are going to be like, you're beautiful because social media things all say now like and no, girls never get told they're beautiful because daddies didn't because daddies are absent, Right. So that all these boys think, I can just tell her she's beautiful and I'll get an in. I'm like, bro, she's heard it a hundred billion times. <laughs> she, all she knows is she doesn't care about you. Get out of here. <laughs> um, but being the leader of my family means I'm wrapping into it. So you asked me specifically, how do I keep going? How do I not get burnt out? I do get burnt out for sure. Um, if you were to look at my battle planner, you'd see fail, 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 fail. You'd see fails on many things on many days, right? Me designing my own podcast and never actually launching it because I'm too nervous about what I would call it or what I would do with it or what I would talk about. And then hearing from people that I've been on podcasts with, and they're like, you need to start a podcast. And I'm like, I don't know, bro. Like, I, it's like, I, I don't know. 
And so I've got all these ambitions and these ideas and, and this goals list that's ridiculously long of things that I want to do and want to accomplish. And and most of it's not like material. It's it, it's building a house that's debt-free so that I can be able to build a, a garage apartment so that I can be able to have young married couples live in my garage apartment for 500 bucks a month, save up all the money they're giving me because I don't need it, help them and tell them they got to come over for dinner one night a week to be able to sit with us and see how a family dynamic is supposed to work, teaching them and growing them and helping them to discover their passions and their purposes in life and seeing them grow in those things and having them in a low a low cost opportunity to be able to actually lead them through that, to see them grow a goals list themselves and start to prosper and seeing them to actually start putting implementations into it and it's time for them to move out. Here's all the money you gave me for rent back in your pocket now put it towards the goals that god's told you to do and go do something for real and like that's the kind of stuff i think about and that's the kind of stuff i'm not doing so therefore when i think about the idea of burning out i'm barely doing anything i'm barely scratching the freaking surface all i'm doing is getting up early and going riding mountain bikes for fun i'm not doing anything purposeful <laughs> and i know that that's kind of a backhanded insult to anybody who's not and that's not what i mean by it this is my standard for me for me, I have goals that are far beyond what I'm doing, and I'm failing every day I'm not doing them. I don't want to be a mechanic anymore. I want to start a bike shop, coffee shop, bar with a brewery in it and a freaking barber shop on the backside. Right? To tell me everybody's head doesn't turn, and I want a distillery on the other side of it. <laughs> like, You know what I mean? It's like I, I want all of my interests to be able to compile into one. It's like I love whiskey. I'm a Christian. I love Jesus. I don't drink to get drunk. I enjoy whiskey for a, a very particular purpose. And it's called a spirit for a reason. There's something to that. There's a lot of history behind it. We're not going to get into it. But it's like I love whiskey. I love all those things about it. I love brewing beer. I've been brewing beer for years. I love it. It's enjoyable. It's creative. The creative process. I like making mountain bike videos. I like making videos in general. I like mountain bike. I, it's so much they're like, I'm barely tapping into the creative aspects of what God's shown me. Mm -hmm. And you're like, I'm not bored. <laughs> <laughs> and I spend too much time sitting on the couch watching TV with my wife. Because that's one of the things that she loves to do. Like, not as a funny or, or, or a jab at my wife. She enjoys spending time with me sitting on the couch watching the show. But we also have... So we have every night is planned out, right? So Tuesday nights is reading night. We'd be reading on the couch tonight. Monday night was, um, or Monday night was reading night. Tuesday night is we're going to watch a TV show together. But Sunday night is planning night where we sit out on the front porch usually with a glass of whiskey and a glass of wine. And we have a date night after the kids go to bed. And we have a date night together. And we date night on the front porch. It's just the two of us. Sit out there and have a glass, have a drink together. And we make a plan for the week. What do we have coming up? I have a podcast on Tuesday night. I have a garage rebuild for a guy. I'm rebuilding his entire garage and doing a like a like I have here like a bike cave garage setup for him hmm. um, on Saturday and planning out our week. And we have like you know Thursday night's naked night. That's it. <laughs> like, but you plan it. You plan things right. And there's always opportunity for other things. But the planning, it's what'll get you burnt out. But it's also what helps you not get burnt out. I just finished a book called Atomic Habits by James Clear. Absolutely I, phenomenal. I have that audio book. It is phenomenal. I still have to watch it. Listen to it. You need to read it. 
like because it's got graphs and all kinds of stuff in it that is just fantastic okay. for creating the smallest habits possible to be able to change everyday life. You want to start working out more? Fine. Do one push-up before brushing your teeth every day. Find the habit that you already do every single day and implement one right before it. And if you really hate it that much, give yourself a, a prize at the end of doing that. Right? Somehow make it so that you can better do something to start bettering yourself. And I love that. I love the 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 bettering yourself, finding a way to become better. Now I flop like a fish, dude, like anybody else, right? Came back from vacation last week, man. <sighs> nah. I mean I rode like twenty miles once and eighteen miles the second day on a five day vacation. And Sounds like you really flopped hard. <laughs> but no, but then when I came back, I came back oh, on calm Tuesday. Calm down, he's riding a bike. <laughs> I came back on a Tuesday. You're like, oh, I, only, I only did 20 miles. No, like, you know, I really I let myself down. And I didn't have to work Wednesday, but I slept in with the wife, and we just hung out here and then went and picked the kids up. But then Thursday and Friday, I didn't even get up. I slept in until it was like time to go to work. Got up, made coffee and a smoothie, and went to work for two days after the vacation. And that was a freaking flop, man, because that's going back on your norm. But it's mm. because of vacation, but it's like you feel like a failure. And it's never sitting in the failure for too long. And so if you start to get burnt out, recognize it. Figure out what it is about it that you're getting burnt out on. Are you failing to engage in some way that if you become better in this way, this thing that drives you nuts that's now making you angry will go away? So like with my boss, right? I've been there six years. I was whew, done, like ready to be done, totally ready. I started reading all these books about leadership, seeing that the leadership that he had, his style of leadership was so opposite of mine. But it also gave me a better understanding of how he's leading. It gave me a better understanding that I need to do more of a Patrick style, which I don't do very well. I do the foot and mouth. He does the closed mouth. Very intelligent way. I learned how to be a little bit more intelligent, keep my mouth shut every once in a while. It's fantastic. It cleared up a lot of problems. But it's learning what it is that's interfering with your... I think about DNA, right? DNA, it's only yours. It's in a helix. It's there. It's specific to yours. The second you start ticking away at something, it's done. You're toast. Your body's dead, everything. Find out what it is that's breaking away at it and try to find a way to reconnect it in a better way. So that you're able to go back to normal functioning life. But I don't know how to do it. Like it's it's just there. It's one of those things that like you look at your life and you're like, I see other people kinda like me. I'm like, I should have been much more successful. Should have done a lot more cooler stuff. Why do I suck so bad? Why did I lose so hard? It's like, well, it's your fault and your fault and your fault and you're an idiot. You didn't take that opportunity. Oh, you're stupid. You should have listened to your wife. <laughs> you know i mean it's that's that's the reality yeah. Hmm? yeah i think i I think i get what you're saying yeah it, it's crazy man you start to just you start to go one way and you just have to make sure you just have um a talk james clear talked about it in atomic habits and he talked about it being like you have to have a way to get back to center and know what that's what that's all about and figuring out a center to begin with because if do. someone doesn't have that, say like in barbering, they don't know what their center is, um, getting back to that can be hard. Well, you have to recognize, okay, so I love I loved cars. Mm-hmm. 
And I loved cars. Like you guys love barbering. Or did or have or do. Still do. Do. You know what I'm saying? Like there, there's moments, right? Ebb and flow. Like you were saying. There are moments. I loved cars. If mm. you recognize all the stickers in here, including my entire refrigerator, most of it's cars. I went to SEMA, right? I guess four years ago. SEMA is the pinnacle of aftermarket parts and cars. Mm-hmm. It's like the, it's the biggest barber show you could go to, mm-hmm. right? It's for cars. I went to it. I got to see the top dollar builds in the country, in the world, built by these insane people. Chip Foose, maybe you've heard of him. Nope, definitely not. Wrong crowd. So, lots of car stuff. Likey, likey, car, car, vroom, vroom. Yeah. So, I got to go to this thing. I took a lot of pictures. I enjoyed it. And at the end of it, I was like, don't care. Hmm. I, it was a moment where I recognized my joy from cars was gone. I still like them, still have an idea of liking them, still want to do stuff with them. But now I no longer work on them for pleasure at all. So I, I gave up on the idea of it being a, I'm going to do this for fun anymore, which is sad, I think, right? But it's my job to facilitate the things that I do love. And that's a hard place to get to, mm-hmm. I think. It was really hard for me. That's something that some people don't get. Some people will, uh, like say in our career, they'll be in it for a long old time, oftentimes out of necessity. But... Sometimes they'll never really figure out until maybe five years down the line that this isn't the thing for them, which yeah. is which is maybe a part of finding their center again. It's realizing that barbering isn't for them. Yeah, absolutely. It's tough, man. It's really tough because I think it's something that it to really center back to in the Bible, the story of Adam and Eve. What's the first thing God gave Adam? A job. That's right. The very first thing he ever gave him was a job. He didn't give him a wife first. He didn't tell him to go and be fruitful and multiply. The first thing he gave him was a job. And in that job, that was his purpose. And then he gave him a wife to be able to facilitate the purpose. Like, my wife has a degree in communications and marketing. So guess what? I have great ability to reach out to whenever I want to market stuff at the Single Speed Project. <laughs> Your wife. Yeah, that's right. And it's a fantastic resource that meets me perfectly for what I want to do. And it's what the Bible says is a help meet. Not a helpmate, but a help meet. And so the first thing you're supposed to have is a job. Not just a job, but a passion. But not chasing a passion as the flippant passions of the millennial generations that have come to just like just hop around like I'm not sure what I'm passionate about so I'm going to go to school to be liberal arts and then not figure it out for a while and then I'm going to start working on cars for a minute and then that didn't work out as well because it was a lot harder than I thought it was going to be and like it's like no 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 find out what it is sit down write a, write out an entire sheet of paper of what you actually think should be a part of your life things that are non-negotiable that you truly desire doing every day and start figuring out what that means I desire to help people in a way that I can do. So I can help people by working on their cars because that makes their lives better and easier mm-hmm. to be able to get to their work to do what they need to do. So I'm helping them. I like to tell the truth and do it honestly. So I get to do that as well with my job. So those are like my top things. 
So I get to do what I want to and do it well. And I get to perform at the top by doing it to the best of my ability. Just find out what those things are. And you don't get burnt out as easily. You can get burnt out on aspects of it, I think. But, dude, I can't wait, dude. It's not supposed to rain yet tomorrow because that hurricane held off. You better leave it, bro. My alarm's set for 4.30. <laughs> I'll be sitting down here, eat me a lar bar, have me a cup of coffee, drink a cup of coffee, and get ready to roll. Mm. Go out there and hit those trails and have fun. And it's like everything else of the day looks different. Everything. And that's whether or not you're riding a bike or you're you're working out. You know, Jocko Willink in his book, Discipline Equals Freedom, that I read, he talks about it. It's like, man, all you got to do is just do it. Wake up, make it happen. I'm talking a lot. Somebody else talk for a minute. No, this is perfect. This is perfect. Oh, this is exactly. Yeah, one, uh, hey, look, we, well, let me tell me, you. Bro, we knew what we were getting into. This is exactly <laughs> why we asked you to be on the podcast. Because yeah. you did the same thing. When yeah. you were at the barber shop, and Jacob and I just shut up and listened to you for like I don't know what felt like ten minutes. I'm sorry. No, it was great. Well, and we're I'm like, glad. I looked at him, he looked at me, and we're like, dude, yeah. <laughs> we have to hey, get Ben on the podcast. Even though you feel like you, you, I mean, you know, even though you feel like you got a lot of foot and mouth, like there's some of that, but also like there's a lot of good stuff that comes out too. Well, thank you. Yeah, and you're growing as a person. That's right. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's right. Usually in the midsection. <laughs> oh, your belly! <laughs> I was just like, getting Whoa. <laughs> Um. Oh, no. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. <a, laughs> that, that joke just went right over. I was like, oh. So yeah, no, man. I appreciate that. That's very kind. Yeah. Um, I really enjoy. I mean, I enjoy talking with people because I feel like it's. I don't get to do it at work. Mm. I get to talk to my boss. And then some customers that come through, but like that's what I love doing. I love talking with people, and I don't get to do it as often as I want to. But it's it's supposed to be a part of all things. So like a part to get hung up on and feeling like you're burnt out is like not talking with people, which is why I've talked about starting a podcast. So then I can just talk to myself. <laughs> well, I don't know. I think it'd be pretty interesting to get some guests on. You should start a podcast. Like I've I've said this exact same thing when you were at the shop. I was like, yeah. "Dude, just start a podcast." Cause yeah, but then we were like, "Yo, just do it, just do it." And you're like, "Come oh, on, no, hey, no. we're like, hey man, <laughs> make it, it happen, <laughs> make it happen now." Yeah, it doesn't oh. really matter, dude. No one even listens to us. By the order of the Peaky Blinders. <laughs> yeah. Yo, you, you shouldn't say that, man. Start a podcast. <laughs> a podcast. Seth still <laughs> listens to us, so that was uh, actually yo, really what good. up, that Seth? Good, uh, yeah. yeah, I forgot about Arthur. That. Arthur. You scan the children. As an excellent Arthur. <laughs> yeah, dude, half of us starting the podcast was like, well, I guess we're doing this now. Oh, and like the, the other... goal, and our, and our thing is like, we, uh, Patrick had a great line, like, if we just did this podcast on cassette tapes and handed it out, I would still be doing it. <laughs> <laughs> of course you would. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah, would still yeah we, we just stumbled into everything, like... We're like, oh, maybe we should record it. And we're like, maybe we should. And then Jacob's like, maybe I should just buy this recorder. And I was like, maybe Maybe you should. should. (laughs) And then it just did that happen. He's like, Mm -hmm. maybe I should reach out to this person to interview him. Yeah, man, do it. And it's just like, this is. Yeah, and it's actually like a lot more. We we have a 
we have a phrase we say around the uh, the studio. It's like, well, Jacob Forrest gumped his way into this one. All right. <laughs> and just yeah. in, in the way that, like, in the movie Forrest Gump, he just walks into he, situations. Just, he just and he's like, oh, wow. And, and like, it's like, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. He's and like, whoops, I became a master ping pong player. <laughs> <laughs> so for us in that, it was like landing these interviews, um, including you also. Oh, yeah. You landed yeah. this one. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, you know, we... It's like it's said in our um, intro episode, like um, this podcast is meant to keep us going. So this is a, for us in another way, this is for us to keep that, uh, keep that lamp lit, yeah. you know, to keep on going with barbering too. And I've walked away from so many episodes, like, you know, cause we're working tomorrow and I'm just like, dude, we're going to go to work. <laughs> I'm excited for it. Yeah. So what do you think the... What do you think pulls you away, Eddie? To from barbering? No, you said like what? What keeps me um, from? You didn't say straying. You said something else. You said what keeps me from doing something? I can't remember what you burning said. Burning out. Burn out. That was the word. What Thank keeps you, me from burning out Seriously. is literally just having conversations with uh, Jacob and Patrick. Like that. For me, what I was excited about is doing this podcast. And being able to talk every time I talk about hair to anybody or my what I do, like a sense of pride fills up in me, right? We've got this like extensive history of barbering that's gone on for centuries, Mm -hmm. like thousands of years. People were cutting hair and it's all this like it's all this. um, It's like a brotherhood of just like centuries old people that all leads up to us. Like, we're here, current times, doing what they've all been doing. Like, standing in the same space behind the chair, behind somebody, doing the same thing, right? It's not like, yeah, the tools may have changed a little bit, but essentially we're taking a sharp thing and removing hair off of somebody's head. Sure. So it's like, every time I start feeling burned out, I talk to these guys on Tuesday. Right. And a sense of pride and like fulfillment and just that joy like comes in and I get, yeah, yeah, I get re re up for the rest of the week. Every time we miss a week, you know, it's nice to be able to sleep in on a Tuesday morning and not have to do anything. But come Wednesday, I'm like, yo man, like, man, this week's going to be long because I don't get that weekly, like shot to the arm where I'm just like, Oh boy, mm-hmm. like I can't wait to get in and do haircuts and do this and do that. Cause, um, we, cause we are, we are our community, like something sure. unique, unique in a way to our situation at the shop is that we came, all three of us came right out of school into barbering into a brand new shop. So like we, we were all we in the same have, barber class in a traditional sense, a master barber to keep on guiding us. Cause we would have been in the olden days, we would have been journeymen at that point from apprentices yeah. to journeymen learning under a master barber. Right. And right. he'd be like, okay, this is, you know, helping you navigate through the early part of mm-hmm. your career. But we didn't have that. All yeah. we had is each yeah. other, mm-hmm. you know, like the, the barbershop we were at, there was no master barber. It was just us. So a lot of the growing we did 
as craftsmen was talking and bouncing stuff off of each other like for the longest time it's been the three of us just Mm -hmm. like i do something jacob does it better then i start doing it and then it like or we like you know see patrick along across the shop and he's like doing this crazy stuff with shaves dude he's got so much of my inspiration for wanting to (laughs) be better at shaves is watching you shave yeah because it's like no wasted movements and then you Mm. just like a lot of our learning was just like trying to one-up each other Mm. i guess in a sense when you boil it all down like i'm like "Mm, oh yeah absolutely i could do a shave faster than patrick and then like like, you know one of (laughs) patrick's clients uh like can't sit with him that day because he's booked and he ends up with me and i'm like dude i want to do this pat i want to do this haircut way better than patrick (laughs) (laughs) yeah and it's not to like bring each other down like i want to be better better than both of you because that's that's my you're my example yeah yeah there's no video but you can definitely see the joy in the room lifting (laughs) because it's i'm being serious it's really funny to to hear you talk about not funny it's really funny to see as you talk Mm. how much you just brought yourself up so fast from that feeling and you could just see it all of your face yeah excited about it and it like hearing the three of you talk about like being after being helping each other and stuff like that that was my buddy i went and saw today i hadn't seen him in nine and a half years high school best friend and i rode with my other high school best friend who just moved back from florida we went up there to see him for his mom's funeral and he didn't talk to us forever and we just sat there like three old buddies laughing at the top of our lungs in the middle of a funeral home and it's like and it was his mom and he's just we're joking and laughing and cracking up and i saw it on all three of you guys what i saw on my two buddies today that same look on your face because all three of you are so happy to be to have that healthy competition enjoying the one-upmanship and it is a one-upmanship you need to make sure it's not like just a one-upper it's one-upmanship because it's like i am a fine gentleman Going to beat you, <laughs> dude, uh, <laughs> dude. Patrick gets his white gloves out, ready for the duel. Dude, only the finest at Garbaggio's. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Um, it's fantastic to hear you talk about it though, and see all three of you so lifted by it, because that's really cool. And it also reminds me that like I've been trying to plan this thing called the Whiskey Hang, where I just invite a bunch of people over from different walks of life, which is usually what happens like my birthday. A birthday party back in July. It's the most awkward, strange, eclectic group of people who have all grown to like have some part of me that they like. And there's a lot of me that they probably don't like. But I invite all of my friends. Mm-hmm. And like all these different people. And it's like people I was in a band with. People yeah. that I've been in church groups with. People that I've mountain bike with. Family. And it's like they all somehow end up getting along. But it's really odd. And it makes me want to do that because you're talking about community and that's being the the opportunity of having that community is what brings you back to desire and to go back to work and being excited to go back to work. And I think that it's it can be even more than just because you have a podcast together. If you reached out to having more of a community base, like I mean, like I should be doing and having a whiskey hangs night. We just put a mic on the freaking table and just let everybody just talk and laugh and 
like, watch out for this podcast because it's going to be weird. Yeah. But it's just going to be a bunch of room noise. Is it, dude? <laughs> <laughs> like two hours of uh, like, dude, you, uh, up, you upload the it to it. <laughs> you upload it to an ambiance website where people like try to get like B-roll audio for like, like, like it's like, oh, whiskey tasting. Oh, let's do this. <laughs> oh, no, no. Yeah, it's like, just oh, a lot oh, of this. There's a lot of barrel. There's a lot of barrel in this one, but I like it. I like the barrel. <laughs> this one tastes like oak. Getting uh-huh. mapley in this. Is that peat? Uh. It tastes like whiskey. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a lot to that, man. Like I've thought about it for a long time, starting this thing just called a whiskey hang. Just have a bunch of dudes over in the backyard and just hang out. And the crazy thing is you just uh, put together a whole podcast. Dude, you got a title. Uh-huh. The whiskey hang. You uh, have a drink with uh-huh. people from all walks of life, and then you just talk about whatever you want to talk about. Yeah. Dude, all you know. Yeah. Well, you know I'm, what? I'm just gonna get encourage. on one right now. Dude. Uh, yeah. Before you go to bed and order all the equipment. Yeah. To do podcasting. Yo, there you go. Is that all it? right, you're I done. Got a microphone. You're done, though, man. I Congratulations, dude. Just upload it next else, week. I don't have a computer to do anything else, though. I have an Apple, like, actual computer upstairs, but I have nothing to record it on. Mm. So. I'll, uh, I'll, try to put some, uh, I'll try to put some stuff together. You don't no, have to okay. go all out like this, but, like, there is... Look, things are affordable nowadays. Oh. Yeah. Like, okay, I looked up a uh, $3,000 3D printer a little bit ago. Uh, is like, 500 now. Same with audio equipment. Things have gotten way more affordable. Mm. Anyway. Mountain bikes are much more expensive <laughs> Dude, you know what this picture is? That's Jacob crying over a pizza with nothing on it that he uh, convinced the <laughs> poor souls at a, at a Papa John's to All bake right, well, for him. We'll, we'll try to put this in the show notes. But um, basically, this is on my battery pack. There's a picture of me uh, with tears in my eyes holding a... Uh, crust holding it's crust it's crust <laughs> it's crust bro that is a pizza crust he went Yo, through this whole around. thing they called a meeting to figure out how to cook that yeah pizza. by the way we were in the papa john's and just to springboard this i uh i i, I went into the papa john's like hey can he's I get vegan a pizza? at the time can i get a pizza with nothing i was vegan too i was, I was vegan for two years right on dude yeah dude <laughs> you learn more things i can read and i was a vegan oh boy dude <sighs> didn't expect that nope two Definitely in one night not. So I was like, can I get a pizza with nothing on it? It's like, all right, cheese pizza. No, I mean nothing on it. No sauce? No, just the... And they was like, sure you want some breadsticks? I'm like, no, I'm good. Can I just get a pizza? So they're like, uh, so he calls over his manager. He go to the he's back. Like, he's like, they, the, he calls the whole staff together. Whole staff they're, is a huddle. they're in a huddle for like five minutes. It's throw a dough, they, spread a well, dough. The thing is, yeah. drop it. The yeah. thing is, they yeah. came Think. back... They came back and they're like, our ovens are set at a cer- certain temperature. We can't change it. We essentially put the pizza on there. It goes down the belt line. Dude, everything's meticulous in it the temperature. It cooks and it's ready when it comes out the other end. You can pull it out already. So, well, here's the thing. He's like, if we put it in and it starts cooking because uh, these ovens are kept really hot, it'll b- either A, burn really quickly before they can push it out or B, it's going to bubble up really bad because there's nothing on top of it, right? So it's just going to bubble up and be this, like, big, you know, thing. So he, <laughs> so they're like, but we figured out that if we poke holes in the dough to let the air out, 
as the uh, bread rises. This this is intense. Right? Yeah. And so they sat there with a toothpick and they poked holes, like tight holes. Bro, a fork would have done through justice, this. no problem. Yeah, but it's a Papa John's. Like, they don't have forks lying around. No, or they're going to use fork. fork. Yeah, let me just go Freaking ask the guy who gets man. the fork, you know? <laughs> Look, they cooked him that pizza and they brought it out to him. The whole staff came by when they gave him this pizza. He lifted it up. We took that picture. He's crying because he's laughing so yeah. hard. I actually asked him for a Sharpie because I wanted to write on the lid of the <laughs> box, we did it, boys. <laughs> We're about to walk anyway. out. He turns around, goes, I almost forgot something, goes up to the counter and goes, hey, um, can I have, like, cups of marinara sauce? <laughs> So I could dip my crust into, <laughs> and the guy's like, <laughs> the guy looks at him with so much hate, he rings him up for the marinara, he leaves, Jacob goes outside to the hood of Patrick's car, flips open the box, dips it in, takes a bite, and he's like, man, this is kind of bland, maybe I should have just ordered breadsticks. <laughs> and he goes back inside and orders right. breadsticks. No. They went through that whole thing for nothing. Oh, my gosh. Not for nothing. We got a great picture out of it. <laughs> yeah, Jacob has no shame. As The more I look at this picture, though, this is exactly what it's going to look like in the delivery room when Jacob has his first <laughs> <job>. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just, I hope you guys do it. There's the doctor. Dude, Eddie, Eddie, you, you take a picture when it happens. I'm just holding the baby. I'm crying. I'm doing a thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I helped. That's it. Man, I'm telling you, it was so funny. I remember ordering pizzas like that when I was vegan, and you're like, just want sauce, tomatoes, peppers, and onions. And they're like, no cheese. Nope. Okay. I was like, yep, thanks. <laughs> One pizza for the weirdo. Yeah, that's right. Man. Hey, what a loser. Hold that was, cheese. <laughs> we, we, everyone in the back, he's holding the cheese. <laughs> Ooh, this guy doesn't want any cheese. Oh, man, it was so rough, dude. We did it for two years, and it was probably the hardest two years of my life. And I was like, man, I'm done with this crap. I finally got done, and I was like, I'm heading straight over to the Lord's Chicken. Christian Chicken. <laughs> Chick-fil-A. Went straight over to Chick-fil-A and got yeah, me a Jacob went through chicken a sandwiches. Two weeks Wendy's binge. Dude, there I he was. I did not. <laughs> there, there he was, 11 p.m. just yeah. licking the bacon. Dude, there he was, 11 p.m. <laughs> with a triple stack burger. Oh no God. lettuce, no tomatoes, nothing <laughs> but the meat and the cheese. And oh, he's like man. inhaling it. I'll have the yeah. uh, polo polo tacos hold the green stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I would agree with you, but the only uh, oh. fast food that's graced my lips is the Lord's chicken. Mm. That is a lie. That's a lie. That's what? A lie, that's a lie. Okay, well, as, an, as an absolute, yeah, but totally. My meat bender was Chick-fil-A once I got out. Dude, you definitely went to Wendy's. Like 11.30 p.m., you you saw a commercial. <laughs> Co- Cobra Cog, that's so good. So this is our newest single speed thing. Oh! Is that going to be a sticker? Because I want one. I've got 200 stickers on the way. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It is, it is pretty sweet. I was excited whenever I designed it. I designed it when we were on vacation, sent it off to my buddy, and he drew it up for me. Can, so, can, can we give a few of them out on the podcast? Maybe, yeah. yeah we can do that. How's that going to work? Yeah. yeah. We'll just give out five. How's that gonna work? You send it. You, you do it. You do a sticker pack giveaway. Sticker pack giveaway. You just put it in. An Eddie, you're just like, trying to yeah, dude, dodge more work on your part. 
It's an envelope, dude. You slap like two freaking two stamps on it, write them like, out. Dude, done. I have to go buy stamps now. I have this stamps. Is why you need I'll give wife, you some bro. stamps. See, he has a wife, so he has stamps. <laughs> 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 yep. Okay, I was, oh, I was thinking about that because I'm like, man, there's no way I can get all this stuff done. It's like, it's just Patrick's got a wife doing stuff too. Yeah, she does stuff. <laughs> oh, did she, oh, did she just? My wife does a lot of stuff. She does more than I could ever imagine. So, yeah, man. Well, look, guys, I really appreciate it, man. It was really awesome being on here. I don't want to end up running you guys too long here. I know it's going to be like, holy cow, it's the four-hour podcast. Uh, Actually, we're only at an hour 32. Oh. With like slight slight editing comes out to an hour 30. He's like, I'm sleepy. Shut your mouth. (laughs) You didn't even get up till – what time did you get up today? Oh, uh, 6 a.m. every time, every day, regardless of if it's it's my day off or not, I get up at 6 a.m. Why? I don't know, man. I can't sleep past six. So what do you do with your time? A whole lot of nothing. What? Yeah. Why aren't you doing something? Well, I will. I will. Hang on a second. I will come I to. De- I will come to defend Eddie for a second because he recently uh, adopted a dog. Oh. And he's got now. Nah, he's gotten really not just like I own a dog, but he's been training his dog. Like I am impressed every time I see his dog Archer. Because he's getting a little bit better. Like you mm-hmm. stop, he stopped jumping so much. He's yeah. getting to the point where he stops jumping. He can do tricks. He does like an off do lead command. Alone, Eddie? Huh? Do you live alone? No. Oh. No. Eddie brushes his dog's teeth every day. Twice yeah, he does day. that too. Yeah, I heard about that when I was in the. <laughs> yeah, I got to get up and make my baby boy his breakfast. You know. Nice. He cooks eggs for him. Hmm? He cooks eggs for him. His yeah. dog. Improves that coat. It's good for its coat. Yeah, you're making me sound like a weirdo. I love my dog so much. Mm. And I just like taking care of my dog, you know? I also recently... <laughs> yo, I recently got those goggles. Those Rex you bought specs. the goggles? Yo, yeah, I was driving with them in the car. Right. His eyes get dried out, man. Yo, you, you have, have to the see goggles? these. I've seen them, bro. You have you to see, see look, these I goggles. Had, I had huskies. I know about the goggles. The Rex specs? Yes. I'll show you, Patrick. Since, I um, ben doesn't want to listen to, you know. And um, let's see. I got rid of them. Why, dude? It's just another thing. I appreciate that you love dogs, but I had a hundred. I want to see them on Archer, though. I don't want to see. I haven't gotten dogs. them yet. I have. Uh, I had a hundred. I ordered Siberian those Husky. specific Did ones. Did you get them <coughs> too? Huh? Nobody on the podcast can see what's on your phone. No, uh, Patrick will put a link to it in the show notes. Oh, no, he won't. See, that's the thing, dude. As long as you say Patrick will put it in a link in the show We're notes, not... he has to listen back to this episode, oh, man, find really? what we talk about, and then link it in the I'm show not, notes. I'm not going like, to do it. If, if I was like, do it. I was right like, now. He's already claimed he's not doing it. Yeah. You lost. If We're I was like, uh, look, if I, go, if I go, you know, the U.S. Constitution, uh, don't worry, we'll put a link to the document in the show notes. Dude, now he boom. has to find the Constitution <laughs> in PDF form. And I, link it. I have two. I have two copies of there. If you want to borrow one, uh, no, but I do want to borrow that Jocko Willing book. I'm gonna, I was going to tell you, you need to borrow it. Discipline equals freedom. Mm. It mm. will kick you squaw in the nuts, mm. Mm. as we said in Redneckville, where I grew up. That gum ain't kicking you squaw in the nuts. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what you just said. 
Yeah, what a great episode, man. Thank you for being on again. This is why we wanted to bring you on. No, you're the best. Well, we are at a good stopping point. Okay. I will say, though, this has been an excellent time. Well, thank you. Like, this is exactly what we wanted out of this. Wow. I'm glad yeah. I'm, I'm glad that I am all you ever wanted. Ooh. Ooh. Told you, Georgia Songbird. All yeah. you ever Did needed. Eddie. The yeah, disrespect. This has been Steady you Hands Barber it. Club. It's live my Live from Ben Hands. By his cave. You. Uh, Ooh, using <laughs> the glass. <laughs> Dude, let's uh, 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 let's let's just clink one more time okay. for uh, McKellen. Uh, no, this is Lagavulin Eleven, the Offerman Edition. Yo, this has been the Steady Hands Barber Club. Thanks for uh, listening in. You'll find everything in the show notes that we talked about, including everything. the Constitution, <laughs> including the. Con- and um, remember Williamsport singlespeedproject.com and yeah, the singlespeed project singlespeed you can find them what's your instagram instagram is single.speed.project dude we'll link that too yeah and uh, don't forget to use the code steady s t e a d l capital why at, at, i forgot the why steady at um on williams williamsportbowman.com to get 15% off your first order so, uh, yeah, go buy stuff. You know, invest in your craft. Invest in your craft. Don't yeah, follow us out. on Instagram, social media, all that garbage. Um, that I will link in the show. <laughs> the same thing <laughs> I say every time in the morning whenever I'm getting out on the trails. Don't forget to make yourself better every single day. Yeah. And, uh, you know, do what Ben did and leave us, a, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Because it helps us out a lot. Mm-hmm. So uh, this has been the Steady Hands Barber Club. Good night. All right, we're gonna have to do that over, but that's yeah. okay. That was a mess. Thank goodness, I was recording. Do it over. Yeah.